Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, we have made it to April. How about that? This year seems like it's flying by. (laughs) Miracles never cease, do they? Good morning. Hope you're doing well. I'm fantastic. How are you? Yeah, uh, me too. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward uh, to the basketball games tonight. I think, um, Everyone is, <laughs> uh, but we don't we don't want to get sidetracked. Uh, I was uh, disappointed. Uh, uh, I, I unlike a lot of folks, I suspect I, I actually watched uh, the um, the uh, Elite Eight women's uh, basketball game, and I you know the fact is is that the game between NC State and UConn was one of the best basketball games played this year. It was unbelievable. Uh, Went to two overtimes, and unfortunately, our NC State uh, girls uh, uh, didn't quite make it. UConn beat them, but the the fact is is that uh, UConn is a terrific team. NC State is a fantastic team as well, and Sometimes the ball doesn't bounce the way you want it to, and that's what happened. Um, I'll, I'll say, so. as as a one seed, NC State had no business having to play that game in Connecticut. That was unfair. Oh, well, I, you know, uh, regardless of that, NC State played their hearts out. That's a terrific team. They've just won. They, they've done so many things uh, uh, while they've been uh, at NC State, and it's unfortunate that they they didn't. I suspect if they hadn't had to to um, uh, play UConn, uh, they more than likely would be playing South Carolina in the in the uh, finals and and uh, would get a little retribution on on South Carolina. But but anyway, that's uh, wishful thinking at this point. But uh, we we do want to congratulate those girls on having a terrific season. That that's for sure. Uh, as we look forward to the men's uh, Final Four uh, tonight, uh, and so that, that'll be uh, pretty good for those of us who are really into March Madness, which I have to admit I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all got a little bit of the madness. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, some of the best basketball I've seen in years has been played this year, so it, it's been pretty cool. All right, so let's um, continue down that it depends road you know i uh i it's truthfully it, it that is the answer to almost every client uh, if if you get right down to it because uh what planning people should do depends entirely on uh so many factors uh that make us different uh but uh but uh when you're really talking about good planning, it's uh, clearly about having uh, the right legal documents in place. You know, I was I was thinking about it, and um, uh, the, the fact is is that uh, uh, you know about half of of folks out there don't have any legal documents at all. They're just hanging out. Uh, and, and, of course, the only thing I can think of is the fact that those folks who have no documents, um, it's not about 
not having the right documents, which is the problem for most folks. It's about not having any documents at all. So clearly, the folks who have no documents think and believe uh, they're obviously totally optimistic about their own lifetime because they're not going to die. They're never going to get sick. They're going to have plenty of money. No, no problem. Money's never going to be a problem for them. Uh, and they're not going to have, uh, they're not only not going to get sick, they're not going to have long-term care issues. Uh, their children are all going to be fantastic, make lots of money, support them in their, their later years. Uh, there's not going to be any problems whatsoever. I mean, you know, truthfully, if you're one of those, you're never going to die. You're never going to get sick. You're never going to need somebody to help you. You don't need documents. <laughs> But the rest of us, the mere mortals out there, uh, we actually do need documents. And the fact is, if we have the right documents, then we're in good shape. It's, It's not about just having documents. It's about having good advice and the right documents. Because even when you have the right documents, you need to know how to use them effectively. And that takes good counsel. But uh, first of all, when we do uh, estate planning, uh, even simple planning, we will recommend uh, six documents that we prepare for each client. so what are those six documents? And, and some of these uh, might surprise you because a lot of folks think, oh, all I need is a will. And th- the folks who only need a will are the ones who know they're going to die, but they're never going to get sick. They're never going to have problems. They're never going to need help from anybody else. They're just going to die. <laughs> okay, So, you know, that's why I say that good estate planning is more about life than it is death. And it's, it's about having a plan in place for your lifetime, because truthfully, those are the much trickier issues uh, that families must deal with than death. I mean, death is stressful. It's hard on people when we lose a loved one. No question about it. But... Uh, oftentimes taking care of somebody in their later years is, is far more difficult. And, and for some of those folks, uh, when death comes, it's actually a blessing to, to the family. Uh, you know, death is always hard no matter what, but at the same time, uh, it can be a blessing uh, for, for many, for, the, for folks. Uh, not always, you know, like I said, everything, everybody's different. Circumstances are always different. But, uh, but okay, so we do wills. That's important. And, and it's also important that, will, that you know that wills, last, a last will and testament, can be very different depending on your circumstances. Uh, the, most people who are younger, healthy, um, uh, those kind of circumstances uh, have a fairly simple will. Everything to my spouse, equally to our children. Of course, that's assuming that the children are all wonderful and, and smart and, you know, not problematic. <laughs> and, of course, we have good marriages and we're married for 50 years, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, so, but, you know, a lot of folks, a simple will is what they need, but also seniors oftentimes uh, can use something called a modified sweetheart will, where we actually create a trust for the surviving spouse. And yes, it's an asset protection trust. Uh, that is something that can be very, very helpful. Because oftentimes when you lose a loved one, the surviving uh, spouse um, is in a not doing well and needs somebody to, to manage their property and make sure their bills are paid and, and might need long-term care. And that's where these trusts um, are extremely important. And as much as I like to do trust, living trusts and revocable trusts, these kind of trusts must be in your will. They don't work for your spouse if they're not in your will. They, that's called a testamentary trust. Then, as I've spoken often, sometimes the most important document for the mortals out there, the ones who do get sick and the ones who do need help uh, at times, the general durable power of attorney oftentimes is the most important document in the document bag. Uh, and we'll talk about that more. But then we need a health care power of attorney uh, so that we can appoint the right person to make health care decisions for us when we can't do it ourselves. And, of course, I'm talking to the mortals out there who do get sick and need surgery and they're put to sleep or they might uh, be unconscious for one reason or another or be in great pain or, uh, you know, at the times where you can't make decisions for yourself. Uh, so appointing the right person to be your health care agent is important. And then I like to have a separate advanced directive for natural death. Uh, we see these oftentimes uh uh, inside a healthcare power of attorney, uh, but at least for me, uh, oftentimes people don't get good advice when they fill those uh, documents out, uh, and they don't fill them out really well. I mean, more often than not, uh, we're changing those documents for folks because when they learn what what it means in terms of what they've initialed or how they filled it out, they they actually learn that, ooh, oops, <laughs> we didn't do it quite right. Uh, so it, it takes good advice to, to actually fill those documents out properly. And then federal law actually requires a medical release that is HIPAA compliant. So the fifth document we do is what is a medical release uh, and that gives us the advantage that we can allow family members who are not necessarily acting as your agent Let, let's say you have you know a spouse and three kids and you appoint your spouse as your first agent and one of your three as your secondary health care agent well your medical release can give all four uh, you know, of your family members, the ability to talk to your doctors and receive your private health care information. And that's advantageous, uh, but federal law requires that you have one. And then the sixth document that a lot of folks do not have, and a lot of folks don't have their medical release either, um, is a digital release. And that's becoming so much more important today because 
Nobody wants to send you paper statements anymore. Everything's online, and that means somebody in your family needs to know how to get access if you can't you know, get to your bank account to pay your bills and the like. Somebody else needs that. And while a lot of families do it anyway, having a digital release makes that access lawful. <laughs> so it's nice to have that, all of that done. Um, but the fact is, those are the documents, but it also... The, the next part in terms of having the right words in those documents is having the right advice at the right time to make those documents work for you the way you need them to work. It, it, for most families, it's more than just getting your bills paid. For oftentimes, it's a matter of how do we protect our property, get, get assistance when we can and the like. And so uh, that's um, what keeps us busy, quite frankly. And there is a key to it all, at least in, uh, from my own perspective, because I think that most seniors are served best when they have documents that give them flexibility and gives them control. Those two things, uh, those two concepts to me are huge for all of us, but particularly as we get older. And I know we have to take a break, but it, it's the kind of thing where I, I want to uh, talk about some of the things where flexibility and control uh, matter, because there's some folks that want to do it a different way. And like I said, that's okay too under, under some circumstances. It depends. Well, I will say when it comes to our own plans, most of us do want flexibility and control and acting on that planning, preparing and making sure that we have our documents in order and realizing that we are mortal and that uh, bad things can happen to us. But being prepared for those bad things really goes a long way. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, maybe you don't have documents. Maybe you're part of that 50% that Bill mentioned, or maybe you have had documents prepared in the past, but it's it's been quite some time since you've had those reviewed, and maybe they're not the best suited for you. You can get those reviewed by scheduling an appointment to speak with Bill. Go to WGALaw.com. That's the best place to schedule an appointment with Bill. That's also where you can find information about Bill's free webinars. The next set is happening on Wednesday, April 13th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance or asset protection and trust planning this is a wonderful free opportunity for you these are highly educational and you can enjoy them from the comfort of your own home go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button to learn more or if you want to call the office to learn more about the webinars or to schedule an appointment with bill call 919-256-7000 919-256-7000 7,000. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We're continuing our, our ongoing theme here of It Depends, of the popular answer given by lawyers to questions. And uh, Bill, we just had a discussion on important legal documents, the six legal documents that you think are important for us all to have. And we were just getting into a conversation related to control and flexibility. Absolutely. But uh, Jason, before I get into that, uh, let me just personally invite folks uh, to sign up for our webinars. As you know, uh, I enjoy doing these webinars the second Wednesday of every month. Uh, and so for those folks who are interested in uh, government assistance, uh, particularly for long-term care issues uh, such as Medicaid, special assistance, veterans benefits, and the like, then join me uh, for our seminar that starts at 1030 Uh, in the morning on the second Wednesday of each month. And if you're interested in trusts and asset protection, then you can join me at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on the second Wednesday. And the fact is, is that most, uh, you know, I can, I I don't think I've ever heard of anybody who said, I I, wish I hadn't done this, because truthfully, it, it will give you the most accurate information that you can get based on the laws of North Carolina. And I'll tell you, North Carolina laws can be pretty quirky (laughs) that are different from other states in terms of what's required in some of our documents. And so uh, these webinars, I mean, I, I hate to admit that most of the time the webinars go on for about two hours uh, they're designed to be an hour and a half, and I wish I could keep them to an hour and a half, but uh, they normally last for about two hours. Um, so, you know, I hope, hope folks have a good, a good uh, comfortable seat when they join us for our webinars. And it's an opportunity for folks, if they have questions, they can ask questions. And also, uh, you get a free consultation if you attend the webinars. Absolutely. That, and that's a big deal because that, that um, is worth $395. That's what we normally charge for our consults in the office. And um, that um, is our gift to folks when they actually suffer through one of my webinars. So. Uh, but we have a lot of fun with that. All right, so let's get back to the flexibility and control. And uh, now, here's the deal. Uh, particularly for seniors, there are a lot of folks who are uh, very um, concerned about protecting their assets. They're concerned that they may need uh, nursing care and Medicaid in their future. Uh, and and because and they've heard about what's called Medicaid estate recovery, and that's that's the program where the government, the state, tries to get their money back upon your death. Uh, and of course, uh, the the fact is is that most of the people who think they know how Medicaid works, they're absolutely wrong. Okay. And in other words, there's a lot of misinformation out there as it relates to that. But it's not that unusual for folks to say, well, I want to put all my property into an 
irrevocable trust to so that it's protected, you know, up the road if I ever need uh, to apply for Medicaid. So is that a good idea? And and quite frankly, that is what a, a many lawyers think is the only way to protect your property. And quite frankly, it's not. Again, it's uh, good planning allows you options. And when you do an irrevocable trust, that doesn't give you many options. And, and I am now I know how to do those trusts, and I do them on occasion, but oftentimes after we talk about it, uh, folks choose a different option. So let's talk about that trust. First of all, if you do an irrevocable trust, now I will say this, you can do an irrevocable trust, and if you do it with the right attorney, uh, then we can actually preserve uh, your status or where your property gets what we call a step up in income tax basis at your death. And we can also uh, preserve your right to sell your home inside the trust and get your tax exemption, which is $250,000 for a single person, 500000 for a married couple, uh, on the sale of your primary home. Uh, and so we can retain those tax exemptions in an irrevocable trust if it's done properly. <laughs> okay. Um, but are they the, the answer for most people? And, and at least in my book, the answer is no, they're not. Uh, now, here's the thing. Number one, if you create a trust and then transfer your home and money and investments into a trust like this, uh, you create a, what's called a, uh, an issue for Medicaid that for five years. There is a five-year look back based on any transfer you make into the trust. So if you're going to do one, then you create the trust and then transfer everything at one time to get that five years started, you don't want to transfer property into it later. And I've had people create these trusts before with other attorneys, and then they come to see me, and I realize that they've actually made transfers every year into this irrevocable trust, and they basically keep the five years going when they do that, which is not a good idea. Uh, so it's a matter of transferring as much property as possible into uh, the trust at the beginning, right after you create it. But because what you're trying to do is to close that five-year window and hope that you're healthy, you and your spouse are healthy through that five-year period. And of course, um, uh, so obviously. Uh, whether or one of the issues as to whether or not you should even consider doing it is two factors: your age and your health. I mean, I've had a, I've had other attorneys refer cases to me to unwind things that were done and shouldn't have been. In other words, I had a case not too long ago where an attorney actually did a five-year trust for an 89-year-old woman that wasn't in great health. Now, to me, that that's not a wise choice to do. But, you know, there are times when clients demand it. It's like, I'll, you know, I, you have to do this for me. You know how to do it. And I was going, hmm. 
<laughs> so, uh, uh, so obviously, I would never do it for someone in their mid to late 80s or 90s. That, to me, is absolutely crazy. In fact, I probably would not do it for an 80-year-old either. Now, mid-70s in good health, yeah, I mean, that that would be a reasonable request as long as they were in good health and they expected to live more than five years. And, you know, for a lot of folks, that's a, you know, a, a pretty straightforward kind of thing. But there's another negative with a five-year trust, and that is that for Medicaid purposes, um, you can do it two ways. You can uh, do your trust where you're, you are entitled to the income, but you're not entitled to the principal of your trust. So if you need Medicaid, then the income uh, is going to be used as part of your patient liability. Uh, and by income of the trust, I'm not talking about your normal Social Security and pension income. I'm talking about any other income from dividends, rent, uh, and other type, you know, farm rent, uh, and other any other type of rent that you might uh, or income that you might uh, have. Um, so you can do an income-only trust and, where the principal is never, but the issue there and then you make your kids the beneficiaries of the principal uh you know obviously the negative there is number one the income would go as part of patient liability now you can also if you're married you you can put something in there to where you can assign that income irrevocably to the uh, each spouse can assign to the other spouse but you can't assign it to anybody other than the spouse uh, and and that gives you a 50% chance of it not going <laughs> when you do that. But, okay, uh, so that uh, th- that part is doable. But, uh, but you also have to depend on your children because if your principal is needed, and, and there's a huge hole in the safety net that a lot of folks don't realize, and that has to do with assisted living. Because there are some folks who can get um, help for long-term care costs uh, for assisted living, um, but but those folks are limited. Most of us cannot get that help. So the folks who can get help at that level generally are war period veterans and their spouses are, or very low-income individuals. Uh, and low income doesn't mean not wealthy. It just means low income. I've, I've had a lot of families that, uh, farm families and others, that net worth has been pretty high, you know, in the millions, but their income is less than $1,000 a month, you know, each. So, you know, those, uh, those folks generally can get some assistance if they want it. Uh, and the veterans can under some circumstances as well. But that's where people need to know the rules to say, okay, I know I can't get it if I'm at that level of care for home care or for assisted living care, but I can get it if I need to go to nursing care. You know, that's that's where these webinars can really help a whole lot for uh, folks. But the fact is, is that uh, the five-year uh, 
uh, trust is you have to get past that five years. And if you don't get past the five years, in other words, you go down the road three years and then you need nursing care and, and all of that money and property that's been transferred are all sanctioned and penalized, so you're never going to get Medicaid unless you do a gift back. So under those circumstances, you have to unwind everything uh, somehow in order to get back on track and then do the planning that you would have done, hopefully, if you have all the right documents in place, uh, without having done that five-year trust. And that's where that advanced general durable power of attorney comes in. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Getting government assistance when it comes to long-term care is is complicated and uh, just maddening enough as it is. So don't take a misstep. That, that's one of the last things that you want to do in this regard. Schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or attend his free webinars. The next set is happening on Wednesday, April 13th. That's just around the corner. It's a wonderful opportunity for you. It's free to attend. It's free to register. Just go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page. As Bill mentioned earlier in the segment, you can sign up for the morning session dealing with long-term care assistance. This covers Medicaid and VA benefits, or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, that's the afternoon session. Again, it's free to attend and it's free to register. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page. If you have questions, feel free to call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com if you want to learn more about Bill or register for his free webinars happening on Wednesday, April 13th. This happens the second Wednesday of every month. If you want to learn more about government assistance when it comes to long-term care or about asset protection and trust planning, WGALaw.com is the place to go. Just click on that seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We've been having a, a pretty thorough discussion here about uh, along the lines of it depends. That's been our theme for the past few weeks, but we've talked about legal documents and our desire for control and flexibility. And Bill, we want to spend a little bit more time talking about the general durable power of attorney. Well, that's the option. Rather than doing a five-year, what we call a five-year trust, that irrevocable trust, um, the the option really is having a robust general durable power of attorney. We call them advanced powers of attorney because they're much different than the typical power of attorney that, that most attorneys or uh, or those documents that you might get uh, online, uh, those kind of things, because those documents generally do not work for seniors 
for any kind of asset protection planning. I, I, you know, this is something I preach about so often, and I hate it, but it, it doesn't ever seem to sink in. People think, oh, I've got a power of attorney. It's a general power of attorney. It'll work for anything I need. And again, it's like, okay, are you mortal? Uh, because the fact is, is that uh, powers of attorney can differ significantly. Uh, in fact, there's great, far greater differences in powers of attorney than there are in wills, if you get right down to it. So uh, the fact is uh, that uh, this document for many folks, particularly for my senior clients, is their most important document. Now, obviously, their will is an important document. Their health care is a power of attorney is an important document. They're all important. But it's the general durable power of attorney that lets your loved ones do asset protection planning without having to go to court, uh, without, uh, I mean, basically it gives them the authority to do the kind of planning that might be necessary when you cannot do it yourself. And, uh, you know, frankly, there are an awful lot of families that never get that word that they need to go to an elder law attorney to get that type of robust general durable power of attorney. And the reason I say that, it's not because I'm trying to be self-serving, it's because it's elder law attorneys who deal with Medicaid and deal with VA benefits are the ones who will give you the kind of general durable power of attorney that will serve your family well when things go wrong. And so for all the folks who are mortal, this is the type of general durable power of attorney that you need. Oftentimes, uh, a, a, the typical power of attorney that we review, done by general practitioners and most uh, estate planning attorneys and by, uh, any, by any other type of attorney or online service that you get, allows a family member to do some important things like pay your bills and sell your truck and even sell your house. But it doesn't give them the ability to do the things that you may that might be far more helpful to you, like the possibility of creating an irrevocable trust or a revocable trust or transferring property to your spouse or transferring property to your children if you don't have a spouse. Because all, there are times when you have property, sometimes it's different kinds of things. It's just like if you have, if you need Medicaid and you have life insurance policy, let's say you have a $50,000 life insurance policy and it's got cash value in it, of $10,000 or $15,000. Well, guess what? That one life insurance policy would keep you from having Medicaid if, and that's assuming you had no income and no property at all other than that one life insurance. Uh, I actually had a case like that one time, <laughs> okay? But the fact is that that one asset would deny you Medicaid. And do you want to... Uh, uh, basically uh, liquidate that life insurance policy? Of course you don't. You got $50,000 of death benefit. You're old, you're sick, your life expectancy may only be two, three, or four years, 
And then that life insurance policy would pay off. So what's the option? The option is if you have a gifting authority with the right words in it, you can transfer that policy to one of your children, do a gift back for the difference, for the $15,000 of cash value, and guess what? Now you have to spend down the 15000 to two for Medicaid, but then you're eligible. And, uh, you know, it's real easy to spend down $15,000 for eligibility or convert that $15,000 for eligibility for Medicaid. So, you know, th- those are the kind of things where this, these kinds of powers of attorney are extraordinarily meaningful uh, for families. And, of course, it gives you control you know the power of attorney keeps you in control it doesn't mean that your agent is going to take that away from you you're in control but uh, it gives your family the flexibility so if things go bad and you can't sign documents anymore it allows your family to get the documents that are needed to protect your property to protect you to protect your spouse and to protect your children so obviously for me, I'm a big advocate for the right kind of general durable power of attorney. Now, it is imperative that if you uh, that you have family members, typically it's going to be a spouse uh, or the right child who is absolutely trustworthy. You would never give this type of power of attorney to anyone that you might question that would would take advantage of you or take advantage of your spouse or take advantage of their siblings. Uh, That is huge. You're better off with a five-year trust if you don't have that trustworthy person. Uh, So, you know, most of us are fortunate enough to have at least one trustworthy person, uh, but not everybody does. And, of course, there it goes. It depends. It certainly does. And making sure that you've got the right documents in place for you is key. If you are a senior, make sure that you've had your legal documents either reviewed or created by an elder law attorney. As Bill said, you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you think your documents can achieve certain goals and they can't. You don't want to be presented with roadblocks in a worst case scenario. What you can do is go to WGALaw.com. That's a wonderful place if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, whether it's to have some documents drawn up or if you would like to have your documents reviewed, you can go to WGALaw.com. Or if you want to schedule an appointment or attend Bill's free webinars, that's also where you can go, WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button if you want to learn more about the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill, to schedule an appointment with him, or to register for his free webinars on the subjects of 
uh, asset protection and trust planning, as well as long-term care assistance. WGALaw.com is the place to go. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, we're having a discussion. Um, we've been doing this for a while now, talking about the phrase, it depends. And I know you want to get into a chat here about uh, life insurance trusts. And I'm guessing that the phrase, it depends, applies to that as well. It does. Um, you know, the, the good news is that most folks do not need uh, an irrevocable life insurance trust. We call them islets, I-L-I-T, uh, an islet. Um, now, it, for well-to-do families, uh, and, and truthfully, we have not done that many life insurance trusts in the last few years because the the purpose for a life insurance trust is to take your life insurance out of your estate for estate tax purposes. There are so many folks who they know that life insurance is asset protected. They know that life insurance uh, grows incomes tax-free, and it pays a death benefit income tax-free. But you know what? Most people don't know that the life insurance policy is includable in your estate for estate tax purposes. So if you have a larger estate or one that's potentially subject to estate tax, you don't want that policy in your estate because estate tax even today is 40%, but normally it's 55%. And in 2026, the estate tax is coming back down to just over $6 million from where it is. Now. It's over $12 million today. So, I mean, how many of us have to worry about that? Very, very few of us. But actually, there are a lot of folks who are doing fairly well, have an estate of 3 or 4 or $5 million dollars. Uh, those are the folks that might have a $500,000 or a million-dollar life insurance policy, and if it pushes them over the coupon or the exemption amount, guess what? They will be at that. that whatever's over the exemption is going to be taxed at 55%. So we don't like that. And you can avoid it by using a life insurance trust. So... Uh, and a life insurance trust uh, obviously uh, has some additional cost to it, but if it saves you uh, 55% of your, of your death benefit, that's huge. I mean, here's the deal. If you have a million-dollar policy and you have an estate that's a million dollars over the estate tax exemption, then even though the, ch the child or the spouse, uh, typically the child, would get that million-dollar policy or the children, but somebody has to come up with $550,000 to pay the estate tax based on that life insurance policy. And that's where families get screwed if they're not aware of how a life insurance trust can be of great uh, service to them. And like I said, it's uh, we've used them less lately because the exemptions have been so high. But with the exemptions coming back down, it's already written into the law. This isn't based on what Congress might do. I mean, the only question is whether Congress changes the law again, which they can always do. But right now, it's written into the law. It's coming back down. So 
there are a lot of families out there that may have a large life insurance policy or their their advisors are talking to them about a life insurance policy. And that's the best time to create and fund uh, an irrevocable life insurance trust. That's great advice. And if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, go to WGALaw.com. Or if you want to register for the free webinars happening on Wednesday, April 13th, WGALaw.com is the place to go as well. Just click on the seminars button at the top of the page. Also, you can call the office 919-256-7000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Stick around. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thanks so much for listening today. Please go to WGALaw.com. Schedule an appointment to speak with Bill if you do not have legal documents set up or if it's been some time since they've been reviewed or if you're a senior and you haven't had your documents reviewed in some time. Please schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. Go to WGALaw.com or if you want to learn more about Bill's free webinars on long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning, WGALaw.com is the place to go. Just click on the seminars button at the top of the page, or you can call the office 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. We're out of time for today. We will be back next weekend. We hope you will be with us as well. You've been listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend.